Hello everybody, this is Cameron. I just wanted to say a quick note before the episode started that a couple of our members, including myself of course, um, went a little crazy with the uh, strong language this episode and we didn't mark them because we're dumb. <laughs> I did my best to edit as much as I could, however I can't guarantee that there is no language in this episode. So just a fair warning. Also, I'm very, very sorry for the outro track. I, I'm sorry. I really, truly am. Die, monster. You don't belong in this world. It was not by my hand that I'm once again given flesh. I was called here by humans who wish to pay me tribute. Tribute? You steal men's souls and make them your slaves. Perhaps the same could be said of all religions. Your words are as empty as your soul. Mankind ill needs a savior such as you. What is a man? A miserable little pile of secrets. But enough talk. How about you? <laughs> Welcome to WASD, the Whales or Whales gaming podcast thing that is tied into the podcast, but it's not the podcast, but it's WASD, the gaming podcast. Hi, I am your host, Zach, and with me today is, as always, Cameron. Hello, Cameron. I really think you should find out a better way to do that intro, man. Nope, intro is going to change every time, and also with us this week is Suf, our friend from Israel. Hello, Suf. That was the... That was a great opening. I'm sorry. That was. Don't great. encourage that. That's a horrible <laughs> yep, intro. Yep. Yep. No, that was I great. I am good at what I do. No, that uh, emphasis on the podcast, the presentation podcast. Flawless, man. Yeah. Great. <laughs> I am fantastic at what I do. Thank you. Somebody here appreciates me, Cameron. Yeah, that's why you had him on. That's the only reason, yep. right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, the only, sure. only reason. Yeah, absolutely. The only reason. Uh, but yeah, so, uh, if you were just joining us, uh, this is, as I said, the gaming show spinoff thing of the main podcast. Uh, not a, it's not a regular show yet, it may be one day, but at the moment we're fine with it being a spinoff. Um, so, let's get right into things. Um, actually, I want to, let's just start with how we usually start with what people are playing, but as always, whenever we have a guest, we we begin with them. So, Suf, what have you what have you been playing? Um, actually, I I've been catching up on a bunch of different things. Uh, mostly, I it, this is really sad, but I have actually still not finished The Witcher Freak, even though it came out two years ago at this point, right? Oh, geez, me neither. Yeah, no, like I, it's been in my backlog for ages. I have after I like a hundred hours into it. And yeah, it's still, still not done. I have about seventy-two. I'm about seventy-two hours into it, and I'm still not done. I'm basically built more than me, man. It's kind of sad because I have I'm level twenty-three at Skellige, which is very hmm. very delayed because I literally did everything that that was available to me before then. Um. That- uh, but actually, uh, man. the sad thing is I didn't actually do Gwent because I'm lazy, so that's a thing. Yeah, me neither. I never actually got into Gwent. So. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so that's really damn sad. But apart from that, um, I've been playing... You guys know Factorio, correct? I know of it, yeah. Uh, I don't. What is this? You know uh, what Factorio is, Zach? Uh, is it a factory, but Latin? No, Factorio is a game about you building a factory that is supposed to be self-sustaining, basically. Hmm. It's, um, so it's a factory, but Latin. <laughs> it's basically Roller Coaster Tycoon, or a sim game of the sort, except much more in-depth and less about, well, silly roller coasters. And Less about I... the sim aspect and more about the actual puzzle aspect, even. Like the management of it, kind yeah, of. Yeah, it's um, it's, um, it's almost like it's almost a puzzle game in a way too, because you're trying mm-hmm. to figure out how to do it with the least amount of resources and do it most efficiently in such a way that it would work well. So, I, um, well, 
a teacher told me that Latin is similar to a puzzle, so it is a factory, but Latin. All right, anyways. Okay. I, uh, <laughs> I have um, looked at that game many times. As a matter of fact, I almost bought it twice. And the only reason I haven't is because I'm afraid for my life. Uh, because I, I feel that's be. exactly... that's a, That game right there is exactly the kind of game that I get way into. And I you used the example of Rokos Tycoon earlier because I played the original Rokos Tycoon nonstop for like a month on the same map and I could not stop playing it until I literally ran out of room to build anything. Um, and so that kind of game is a, basically a soul sucker for me, so I have not bought it for that reason. You, you actually really should be. That is definitely that kind of game. I think for yeah. pretty much everybody, but definitely for me sometimes. Uh, anyways, I, that that's another thing. I've actually also been playing... Do you guys remember Super Hot? From when it came out? I do, yes. That game is... Yeah, that's actually great. recently got the VR update. Yeah. That I think gave it a... Yeah, that gave it a boost again. Sadly, I don't have VR, but I did only recently get it, so I've only been recently able to try it, so that's a great game. Uh, also kind of a weird, puzzly type game in a way. Right, But yeah. there's that's actually... the one where you this... shoot and it, like, um... You it can only step forward and backwards to move time. Is that that one? Yeah, yeah. It's the one where you it, it only really moves time if you move, basically. Okay, that's right. I, I was trying to remember what exactly that game was. Now that's why it's so like there's a, a VR update. Yeah. For which which VR units? I think it's. Uh, I believe it's only on PC for oh. now. Yeah, it's yeah, it's for the Vive. But Cameron, the game will be on PS4 soon with support for the Ooh. for the PSVR. Well, so. that will be something I'm getting then because yay VR. Uh, PSVR. yeah, Super Hot is great. Its pot is also amazing. Um, so yeah, it has like a yeah, weird. that's. It has like a VR weird. Um, like a weird sort of like we are controlling you for the computer vibe. Um uh-huh. and making you kill people, but things. Uh never mind. It's I don't want I don't really <laughs> want to spoil it because it's great, but yeah. It's it's a weird thing. Um Yeah, I'm excited to try it out, especially in VR. Anyways, there was a there's actually been one game that I've been really excited about because it's great. And I've never seen anything I've not played anything like it. Uh there's this new game on Steam, it's actually free, and it's called Cloud Pirates. And it's basically a sort of, maybe you could call it, um, um, it's almost like World of Tanks or like um, Robocraft or something, but with steam, with flying steamships in a MOBA type class system. Huh. That sounds like, what's that one game, Guns of Icarus? Anything is it similar to that? No, Guns of Icarus... The thing about Guns of Icarus is that it has a very team aspect where a team takes on a, like a team is a ship. But in this scenario, mm-hmm. one person is a ship and a team okay. is more like the like various ships, seven ships usually it is. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Um so it's it's a really really neat game where it like it combines actually like really good MOBA anime, uh, like elements where every ship has its own thing that it does and want like and goal and basically abilities as well and also kind of like the um their arena type team uh fighting game that occurs in like world of tanks and thunder uh and war thunder and the like um you know me and brian talked about this the other day that that um everyone was trying to jump on the mobile bandwagon and you had the three big ones which were league of legends dota and to a lesser extent, heroes and, and everyone was making their own MOBA, and we and we realized that all of them died pretty much. It was like we're, we're going to make the league killer, just like the WoW killer, and it never worked out. And we 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 discussed the fact that studios need to, if they're going to do a MOBA, which is very popular, and you know there's a there's a there's an opportunity there for a good game, but not when it's just a league clone. If you're going to make a MOBA, you have to give it a hook or something that differentiates it from something else. Smite was third person, yay. Battleborn was just like Overwatch, so no one bought it. You know, it's like you have to give it, yeah. give your game a hook, and that sounds like that game. What was it called again? Uh, Cloud Pirates. I'm gonna look that up when we get done here. Cloud Pirates. It sounds like it has a hook that makes it way different from yeah. traditional MOBAs, but also is a little similar as well. Which is by the way, I kind of I kind of forgot to talk about this, but it is one of the most light and like 
fun games that I've like. It's it just has like a really fun aspect to it when you play it. It like it feels really fun. Like mm-hmm. if if nothing else, it feels amazingly fun to play. Um, um is the fun from the simplicity of the gameplay or from yeah, the atmosphere? Kind of the, the simplicity. Like it's both simplicity and kind of the general atmosphere and like like and the brightness and vibe of the game, but mm-hmm. it's also like always really like because it does rely almost in entirely on like it's a really um both skill based and like it's both skill based and it has like a lot of features that allow it to still um like to still be fun if you're no kid because like. It's it's really cool when you're when you're able to do and accomplish things that are like not you're not meant to be able to do and you mm-hmm. like get away with some insanely stupid thing like getting away from right. like a giant uh, bastion ship or something with like a small tiny healer or something like it it's it like it just oozes the sense of fun that is right. really I I haven't seen with many other games at least so. Well, that's really kind of, cool. I mean, that's the similar vibe I get from Heroes. Now, of course, you can have um, bad teammates, which make the whole experience a lot worse. Um, but in general, the, the, it's it's simple on the surface. You can jump in and play as pretty much any hero. Um, and that kind of gives this vibe of like, hey, anyone can play it, and that's pretty cool. And then it's only when you really start digging deeper that you realize that there's a lot of different ways to build characters, specifically how they're building quests on newer characters. And it's like, oh, I could do this, and that will empower this move. And it, I, I kind of get that same vibe um, from Heroes that you're getting from that game is that it's just like, it, it can be serious if you really want it to be, but there's a lot of just pure fun to be had if you are looking for just that as well. So that's that's a that's kind of a rare commodity yeah. in multiplayer games, and that's cool that it shows up in that game. Yeah, I'm, I don't know. I think, like, I don't see that in Heroes way too much because I actually have, like, a stigma about MOBA games and how competitive they are. Uh, after mm. all, I'm, I've been a league player for... A good amount of years at this point and i've played way too yeah. much league so it's kind of giving me this it kind of given me the stigma that moba games are really competitive but like mm-hmm. since this is so different from regular moba games it like lets you do that without like still having that stigma touched to it if you know what i yeah, mean yeah that, that makes that makes total sense yeah and i speak from somebody who's only well not only but has majority of my time in MOBAs that it has been spent in Heroes. I've only played a little bit of Dota and a little bit of League, so you know I have a different perspective than you, and I totally get that. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's did you basically. Have any final thoughts on that game? No, that's basically it. <laughs> okay. Um, did you? Did we play anything else? Uh, I have played other things, but I've played way too much to actually talk about everything. So uh, that that <laughs> was the main highlights of the last few weeks. For sure. Well, cool. I'm gonna go look up that okay. game that you. Uh, oh, also the the free to play model is great. It's basically only like customization options, which you need to pay for. So it's great. Cool. That's always good to hear that it's not. Um, oh, and uh, like the way you actually the way you actually get better ships and like is really cool because basically what happens is you get XP every time um, every time you achieve something in a match. And then what happens is basically you can use that XP to research better components for your ship. And if you use enough XP to research components, you can get the next tier of ship. Oh, cool. Yeah, I got it here on Steam. I'm going to uh, put a pin in this and maybe try it out once I uh, once I can stop playing Heroes because I play a lot of Heroes. <laughs> you definitely should at some point. Anyways, cool. so I guess yeah, who's next? Great. Awesome. Uh, Cameron. Mm-hmm. Because you are the uh, most fascinating person that I know when it comes to video games. You're playing nothing but an eclectic collection of games from every genre and kind. What have you been playing, buddy? You know, you're being you're you're you're, you're being an <laughs> asshole. But I have been playing a large variety of games, so um, okay. I have been playing in no particular order: uh, The Surge, Batman: mm-hmm. Arkham Knight, More Heroes. Mm-hmm. Persona Five and mm-hmm. Doom. So take okay. take that in your pipe and soak wait. It. More heroes. More heroes. I know it's hard to believe, right? Do you, do um, do not mean no more heroes. I mm. oh more no heroes, heroes as in oh 
Oh, I'm sorry. I'm dumb today. <laughs> more Heroes of the Storm. No, yeah. I mean, No More Heroes is a good game too, but I haven't been playing that recently. No, um, it's just like, I'm sorry. I'm I mean, I guess today. actually that game wouldn't be that amazing. It's it's fine. It's a different, it's, it's a weird game. Anyways, so I'd like to start with The Surge because I've been okay. wanting to talk about this for like three weeks and we haven't had WASD. Yeah. About. I want to hear about this because you are a weirdo who is all like, man, this game is better than Souls. And I'm like, that's impossible. But <laughs> well, okay. Uh, Suf, have you played any uh, Souls games? Uh, I have. I have played some which, Souls Which games. ones? I have played both Souls 1, almost to completion. I have played oh. um, most of uh, Sultan Sanctuary at this point. Uh-huh. I've played some Souls 2, but not like a lot of it. And okay. I have tried out Search. Okay, so would you say that you are a fan of the Souls formula? Not really. Okay, cool. <laughs> I'm sorry. So, I, it's like not no, something. That's, uh, no, no, no. Like, yeah, that, that that is actually totally fine because you know, like, because like Cameron is also uh, not a fan. No. I'm the only one. I'm actually like the only person okay. in, like no. in the entire group who obsesses over this over these games. Well, that's true, but le- don't. But let me explain myself. Okay, so. Okay. I have played every Souls game um, from 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 software. I've played Demon Souls, Dark Souls 1, 2. Well, I haven't played 3, excuse me. I have not played Dark Souls 3. But I've played Dark Souls 1, 2, Bloodborne, and Demon's Souls. And I've got a very decent chunk into all of them. Uh, especially Bloodborne, where I was fairly close to the ending. One or two more bosses. Now, mm-hmm. two or three more bosses, and I would have been done with it. Um, I always stop. I always cannot beat those games because... They get too hard for me, and I and I understand that I could get better. Like I could, if I sat down and really grinded that those games out, and I and I learned the mechanics and I of each boss, and I learned how to farm for souls and get better, and I could I could do it. You know, it's not like this is impossible. I am not under the delusion that Dark Souls games are just impossibly hard. You'll never beat it. It's ridiculous because I understand they're a puzzle. You have to figure out how to defeat the puzzle of the game. It's difficulty, right? That's just how it goes. Yep. Yeah. Just, just like it is in Latin. Uh, just like that? <laughs> oh my god. Kill me, man. <laughs> Anyways. How many times can I make this joke? It's not even a joke. Next it's a time. non-joke entirely. <laughs> Gosh. Um, the answer anyways. is as many times as, as, you can, as you can squeeze it out to this episode, Zach. That's that. Gee. Good episode. Best episode of WASD. I, I, I'm guessing, I like I'm going to guess Can we come four. back a few more times? I'm going to guess four <laughs> right now. Okay. But okay, Cameron, yes, yes, tell us about The Surge. Uh, well, the reason that I don't continue playing these games, and specifically Bloodborne, because man, I was close to ending that game, is because the difficulty level got so high, and I didn't... They, they don't sound like they correlate, but they do for me, so... The difficulty level got super high, not insurmountable, but very high. That mm-hmm. it would take me a long time to get past it, right? Mm-hmm. But I never love the gameplay loop or the setting or the story of the Souls games. I like them in concept, but not in execution. Um, I've always okay. been a sci-fi fan. Um, I've always been a fan of um, of faster paced. And now I know Bloodborne was pretty fast paced, but fast paced movements and um, and so when you look at when I look at the Souls games, I see on paper something that I like, but I don't like the way they did it. Um, and so because I didn't love the way they 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 do their they do the execution of the game, I didn't feel compelled to get over that giant difficulty wall. So I stopped. Um, and that's a flaw with me, you know. Obviously, I just don't like that specific thing they're doing. So, but I love the idea of a Souls game. So I've been keeping my eye. By the out way, for Cameron, I want to ask you. Uh, did yes. You, did you stop playing? Um, uh, Bloodborne after getting kidnapped to the dungeon area? Or was um, it later than I, that? I can't remember exactly where it was in the yeah, game, but basically I stopped uh, playing right as soon as the enemy started regenerating. That's when right. I couldn't do it anymore. I think that's... Right, yeah, no, Cameron actually told me that he actually got to the Nightmare Frontier. Oh, he did get so... to the Nightmare Frontier. Okay, yeah. never mind then. Yes. Yeah. So you, yes. you did go through the entire hardest section of the game, and then you quit. Yeah. Wow, that is... Um, I'm, I'm not sure Wait. if I should describe that as sad or not. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. No, Cameron actually told me that he stopped at um, what's his name? Uh, I forget what he's what his name is, but basically the giant flesh monster from the sky. Oh, that guy. Yeah. 
Yeah. He's basically well, the, he's the... the one before the last boss, right? I think. Unless I'm forgetting something. No, yeah, no. It basically is you uh, beat him to be able to get the cage head. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. Um, I guess I don't know what you're talking about, but I guess that's probably right. Yeah. Sure. Um. Yeah, yeah. So okay, yes. But you see, my point is that I got really far with those games because I love their concept, but I couldn't finish it because it got too hard and I didn't love it enough. So with the surge, it checks a lot more boxes. Um, on my personal liking box checker. Um, which is sci-fi, which is a big plus for me because man, do I love sci-fi more than fantasy. Even even Lovecraftian fantasy, sci-fi is just like bam, I love it. Um, and it focused more on individual fights than it did on, you know, there, the Souls games never were crowd fights. You never fought eighty people at once, but you did fight two, three, sometimes four, maybe even five people. Yeah, at once, but and actually, that always ticked me people, off. People, people say they don't like that focus on like individual like minion fights. Uh, that's ah, actually see, one of the reasons people actually don't like the search. Uh, which right, is weird. It is weird because the reason that I like the individual fights is because the somehow the fighting system is more not fluid. Well, not fluid, I guess, but it's more in depth than the Souls games because you have an ability to attack specific body parts. And so um, you think, okay, well, that doesn't seem that exciting, but it, it, it makes this really interesting meta game where it's like, okay, I need upgrades for my helmet. My helmet's level one. It's not helping me at all. I, I, I need an upgrade for it. And the only way to get upgrades for it is to attack enemies' heads and and literally cut off their head and take their gear. But, but the head might be armored. Yes. So there's 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 different stats for body parts, and it's random for each enemy. But most body parts will be covered in armor. There'll be one body part, or maybe two sometimes, that aren't, and they're weak points. So if you went into the enemy and you attacked their weak point, you'd kill them in three or four swipes, and you'd stagger them the whole time, which means you would basically just walk all over them, and you'd get your souls, or scrap, whatever, and you'd be on your way. But I need that helmet upgrade, so you, I have to attack their armored helmet. But that means they have a lot more health, and they don't stagger as easy, so you have to fight strategically in order to get the part you need. And if even then, if you fight poorly, you're, you're still going to kill them, but if you fight poorly, get hit a few times, you're not gathering up enough action points, basically, to be able to do this finishing move that will maybe give you this helmet. So not only do you have to fight a harder version of the enemy, you have to fight well, or you don't get anything, and you just lost a bunch of health for no reason. So it's this game of Okay, I just came out of the safe room. I need to get this part. I'm going to attack this guy, and if I die, I'm close to the safe room. Or, oh my god, I've been in the world for 50 minutes now, and if I die, I lose 20,000 20, souls. I'm just going to go through and kill all their weak points because, oh my god, I'm going to die. So that in itself was like, wow, there's so much more to the combat, and it's, it's interesting to me. I found that it go also ahead. makes uh, newer... Like, if you're, like, for example, going to a newer area and you're worried about the level of the mobs, you can use those weak points to your advantage in order to make that um, area easier, basically. Um, yes, you you determine your difficulty in a way, yeah. you know. Um, of course, if you just go through and attack all their weak points, then you won't have good armor, which will kind of screw you over later because you will be fighting harder and harder enemies and you never upgraded your stuff, so... It's a really fine balance. Um, and so I just, I'm finding myself enjoying this game way more. And everyone says it's harder. And everyone, most critics are like, I died on the first boss and it was horrible. I am not finding that problem at all because I am I think understanding how the gameplay loop works. And I'm, and I'm able to exploit bosses for their weaknesses. And I'm able to do that. I've, I've fought three bosses now and I've got the special weapon from each one of them without trying. Because I just understand that, okay, that's their weak point. I, here's how I have to die. I mean, I, I've died a few times on the bosses, but it did not take me 20 minutes to beat each of these bosses, and I got the special weapon because I just logically understood how they fight. I never really got that in the Souls games. Like, I understood their patterns. I totally understood their bosses, the bosses' patterns, but they never really gave me a... Like, I don't want them to telegraph their weakness. I don't want them to be a big giant Zelda eye where I have to shoot that with an arrow. But... In, in the Souls games, I never really grasped how to fight these characters the way I do in the Surge, where I'm like, okay, I totally understand. It's hard. It's hard to do this, but I understand what to do, and I can do it. And so I do it, and I beat it, and it's great, and I love it. It's so much fun. Um, yeah, I, I so, completely agree, but I actually think that people say the game's harder for, like, 
Actually, more because the minions are much harder. Because, for example, in other Souls games, you can handle being surrounded by two, three, sometimes even four enemies if you're good. In mm -hmm. the Surge, if even two enemies jump on you, yeah. you are so screwed. Yep. You yep. are basically that, guaranteed dead at that point. There's no that's way you you're back gonna... up and you have to you have to yeah. plan strategically, you know? It's like there's two guys standing close to each other. You can try to aggro one, but usually the other will join. So then you just go really far away, you aggro one, and you try to get some swipes on it before the second guy pops up behind you, and then you just it's a game of it's a game of dodging and, and weaving and, and blocking and trying to not die, and you will might you probably will die. Yeah. Um, but if you know how to do it, then it's not as hard as people are making Making it out to be, excuse me. But because um, they're so not used to the difficulty being in the regular, like, minion fights, I think uh -huh. that's why people are saying it's so difficult. Not because necessarily it is difficult, but because they're not going into those minion fights as prepared or as planning as they are supposed to be. Because they don't yeah. expect them to be as hard as they actually are. Right, right. Um... So yeah, um, Zach, what do you think about all that? Because you've had some uh, concerns about the surge. Do you have any questions? Yeah, I mean, really, all I can, all I've been thinking about this entire time is basically like, man, Cameron is talking just like Cameron is just talking just like a Souls fan yeah. right now. I mean, like, oh, like, oh, it's not that hard. All you losers, come on, <laughs> get good. Come, scrub, on. come on, it's not that hard. I just, what are you guys doing? I just think I finally <laughs> found the exact combination of what I've always wanted from a Souls game. And that's awesome because right. I'm really enjoying yeah. myself. Um, um, yeah, for me, it's like I don't want to say much because, like, you know, obviously I haven't played it yet. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I don't want to just, like, you know, be on my high horse and be like, well, Souls games are superior anyway, nonetheless, right. even though I feel in my heart of hearts that they probably well, are, at, at least for me personally. But I, I don't like some of the stuff that you mentioned i don't know like i don't like the idea of like of like having weak spots telegraphed to you okay um i like the reason why i actually enjoy dark souls bosses which i've actually had this issue with other people that i listen to on podcasts who mentioned that they don't like the big monster bosses in souls games uh compared to like you know the one-on-one -on -one with like you know like with a humanoid in souls games is because like it's because like the humanoids like telegraph their moves more and the big monsters just sort of are 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 basically to them like you know just like you know giant damage sponges or whatever. But like for me, it's like I like that idea of like fighting something that like seemingly has like that like seemingly has no weakness, right? Because like for me, like narratively, like the narrative in my head is that like I'm just this little tiny knight who has no chance, right? And yet I somehow squeak by granted after you get like you know granted like you know once you actually figure out how how those games work souls games like really aren't like yeah super difficult. uh zachary that's like tied into you know if there's one thing about souls games it's that it's actually about disempowerment instead of empowerment that is the entire arc yeah. of souls games is literally disempowerment and some yeah. people like for example me i just don't like that type of story sure yeah it's not yeah, i don't enjoy yeah, that that's that's fair so yeah. i don't enjoy fights like that even if overwhelming odds is sometimes fun i view overwhelming odds from the view of empowerment not disempowerment like souls does sure so yeah a, a difference in philosophy in this case means an actual oh. difference in game of ideas, which is quite entertaining yeah yeah <laughs> oh yeah oh i mean yeah no like totally like you know like like, you know, like, I'm never going to, like, you know, tell somebody that, that they're wrong for not liking Souls games, because, like, I do realize that they are, like, they do have a specific flavor to them, and if you don't like that flavor, then it's fine. It's just that I'm more or less, like, in the camp of, like, of, like, I would want to show people, like, if they claim to not like them, but, like, whenever they play them, they're playing it in a way that I feel is not allowing them to get, like, full enjoyment out of it, then I would, then I would, like, you know, want to maybe, like, you know, show them a way to maybe let them have more, like, you know, like, to maybe let, let them have more, more fun with it, and then if it still doesn't stick, that's fine. Actually, yeah. but I do feel that you have to kind of, like, like, because some people, like, just, like, like, they go in, like, you know, like, just, like, with their sword swinging around and being, like, you know, like, yeah, I'm gonna do this, and, and Again, it's like, well, no, like it, like you know, it is it like, because like you know, Souls games are similar to Latin 
They're a puzzle. Okay, um, well, we're moving on from that discussion now. <laughs> okay, no, 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 that's, um, that's the third time, by the way, the Swan mentioned. <laughs> uh, um, but, 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 yeah, I mean, like, that, I mean, but, but from what you're saying, though, Cameron, like, the surge also itself does also seem like a puzzle, though, but in a different kind. Um, yeah, and I think, Sue, if you mentioned the philosophy is different, and that's, I think, a yeah. really good point, is that I, I agree that disempowerment can be good or it could be bad depending on your opinion. And that's, again, down to opinion. I'm kind of in the middle of the road where I find that bosses and souls games do that too much, where it's like, oh my God, this feels overwhelming and I'm just stressed. I'm not having fun. But and but then a, a boss like in Zelda games are just like, oh my God, could could the game think I'm any stupider? Like, oh man, shoot the giant freaking hand with the eye with your arrow. Done. Boss is dead. So there's a fine line. And for me, again, opinionated for me, I think Surge kind of nails that, where it's like, oh my god, this boss is going to kill me. And then you analyze him with your analyzing thingy, and you it doesn't actually give you his weakness. That For bosses, they don't show the weak point. So you have to, okay, I'm going to go in, hit the arm. Nope, didn't work. I'm oops, Ow, I died. Okay, cool. Going to go in. Hmm, oh, maybe the antenna. Oh, that did extra damage, and it stunned him. And then you realize it wasn't hard to figure it out. It took a couple of deaths. But then you do realize that, okay, attacking the antenna is going to stagger him, which gives me time to attack his core, and then he'll swing his arms, and then you have to learn the puzzle. It's basically an easier puzzle. It's not Wind Waker, stupid boss, easy, but it's also not Dark Souls, incredibly hard, if you don't know what you're doing. Yeah, but the real... I think that's I think that's true of a lot of games, though, that the real, like, for example, the real thing about Zelda bosses is that they're puzzles. And how difficult is Zelda bosses, or how good is Zelda bosses, for that matter, is how difficult or good the actual core puzzle is. In the same right. way, this what you're in if if I'm understanding what you're describing correctly, surge bosses are also somewhat dependent on this like kind of yes. puzzle that you need to learn. This kind of core puzzle that is central to their idea. Which yeah. act, actually, if uh, if you guys don't mind. Um, moving a bit uh further away from the topic that actually reminds me of a specific game this year which is probably my favorite game of the year i i don't think you guys are gonna know this it's called hollow knight you guys oh, know I hollow knight. Yes. lots of good things about yeah. that game I- i'm yeah, happy for nothing but praise i'm happy that you have only heard good things about that game because if there yeah. is one thing about that game is that it deserves as much praise as it can possibly get. It is one of the best Metroidvania games I've ever played. But it's not only Metroidvania games. Like, if Sultan Sanctuary is the Metroidvania game of Souls games, then Hollow Knight is the Soul game, the Souls game of a me- of the Metroidvania like genre. Oh, I get yeah, I get that. That's a good comparison. Yeah. Um and basically the entirety of that game is based around like very small and neat puzzles, basically. Every enemy has a specific pattern and way of moving and way of attacking that is like always predictable and is always telegraphed. And the art in that game, the art in how you play that game, is knowing how to dodge how to play around the entirety of the enemies presented around you in order to achieve whatever objective you are trying to achieve. And that mm-hmm. that happens in everything from the most basic of enemies to the most complicated of bosses to actually literally the final boss. The fi- you could you could look at that game and look at it from like a really really uh in, like you could look at the final boss and you could say this is a uh, this is a damn uh, shoot 'em up like this looks like a bullet hell, um mm-hmm. and it kind of does in a way because it's like it has. It has this element of basically being sort of a puzzle in the way that it it is something that can be predicted and is supposed to be solved in a specific way, but has multiple ways of solving that because you can use your abilities in so many different uh, variations and combinations that can reach the same solution. So, or different solutions for that matter. So it's like yeah. there's like there's a, the design of that game is amazing like the, if you guys understand what i'm trying to describe here no, right, right, yeah, i was yeah, gonna yeah. say yeah. You, you hit the nail on the head earlier i think when you said um that they're they're a puzzle and and it, it 
the good games are separate. Like most enemy encounters, actually, if you think about it, really close. Almost every enemy encounter in every game is a puzzle in some way. It's just that the best games make the puzzle really, really well. Um, and so Hollow Knight is based around that concept where every enemy is a puzzle, and apparently it does it really well. Um, yeah. For me personally, Zelda does some puzzles right, but the the boss puzzles are usually a little weaker on the weaker side. Um, and then of course Souls has their own brand, and and um, and the Surge had its own brand of puzzles that kind of just appeals to whatever your exact um, liking of those kind of puzzles are. And so for me, like the game, like the Surge hits those puzzles perfectly. But for Zach, it's it's Souls, and for you, it's Hollow Knight. You know, and it just it's um it really just depends on what exactly you like and man do I want to play Hollow Knight because it looks really cool um I got so much stuff I'm playing already that I can't do it but I know that's oh, it really took me like it took me like forty hours to complete it so yeah uh, and that was, just my, so <laughs> that was just my first run that was just my first run oh I'm Persona is just ruining everything <laughs> um uh what are you talking about Cameron it makes everything great it, it, except that I also haven't beaten Persona and I probably won't beat it for the next like five months because I'm so busy with wait so Zach, Zach let's take this as a segue and ask you how close are you to beating Persona <laughs> I have not I have not played Persona 5 in about a month now and I don't see myself playing it for another two months so I'm gonna catch up to you at this rate man yeah sure go ahead are yeah, you just man. really I mean, I, are you I just know. really busy then yeah, I'm really busy, and I'm having to review a, b- a bunch of games lately. Like, I've had to review three games in the in the past month. Okay, anything you haven't talked about yet? Weeks. Or uh, well, yeah, I mean, like, I'll get to it. Uh, after after Cameron is, uh, since I think he, you're still on the search, or do you want to move on to something else, Cameron? Oh, I actually, I would like to really quickly talk about one more thing, and then Zach, you can go. Um, okay. Okay. Have has any of you guys have any of you guys played Arkham Knight? I have not because I had the ending spoiler kind of ruined for me. I, I and I called it and I hated it, so I'm like, nope, uh, don't want to play. Well, it. actually, <laughs> yeah, I called it before it came out. Like, I, I'm, I am yeah. one of these people that is somewhat obsessed well, with that kind of thing. I'm sorry, like, it's... I, I'm pretty sure that the spoiler you're discussing and is not really a spoiler because they say it. It's the first line of the video game, um, and so I will say what I think it is. Please don't tell me if I'm. Please don't tell me okay. if I'm wrong. Don't tell me the real answer because I am still playing it. But spoiler alert, blah blah blah. Um, the first line of the game is this is the story of how Batman dies. Nope, that is so, actually uh, not. No, what we're no, about. no. Okay, well, good. And yeah, also, no, never mind. I'm not going to say anything. Actually, never mind. But uh, it's, yeah, yeah, that is it's... not really accurate. But let me just say that. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. It's just that, like, as a fan um, of Batman, like Arkham Knight is. From what I saw and from what I know about it, predictable. It is using a story. Well, it's using a story from the comics that I actually hate a lot, even though it's very popular and even got a movie based on it. But oh, I hate that story so it, much. It, um, like this, the thing just, is, it's even using two different. Like it's using one story that is very popular and actually got a movie too, and it's using another story that is somewhat obscure but not actually that obscure. And that ties into that the reason why the other story is happening in this scenario. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I just and neither of those is stories I particularly like from Batman. So yeah, I don't gotcha. I don't like the story of that game way too much. So yeah. Okay. Um, I really want to talk about it. I have to use yeah. the bathroom really bad. Oh my goodness! So I will be right back. <laughs> we can. You guys can keep okay. on going, or we can cut this part. Yeah, we are not going to uh, cut any of this out. Okay, so right we're back. just gonna have the bathroom break jingle. Um, um, bathroom break jingle. We can keep talking. I, I can that. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, if Cameron is going to um be the one that is doing um uh, the editing, well then I will just insert it right here. Uh, Cameron, the Arkham Knight is secretly Killer Croc. No, no, it's not. Shrunken down into a smaller form and has found a cure, but he's upset over the fact that he is now a normal human and he wants to be back into being a Killer Croc again. So now he has become the Arkham Knight to hunting down Batman to get the secret bat gene within Batman to inject himself to become a Killer Croc Bat, the ultimate villain in all of Batman history. That is... And that is your Arkham Knight. Spoiler. That is such an elaborate, elaborate <laughs> thing. <laughs> like, why? Just, just why, Zach? 
for comedic effect. That would be a for comedic effect. That would be a better. That would be a better story. That would be a better than story. what they are. That would be a better yeah, story than what they're using. Uh, actually, I kind of find it funny because the reason why I don't like the actual story of what we're talking about, which is um, yeah. actually I don't want to say. So never mind. Uh, the yep. reason why I don't like it, but yeah, uh, I know, <laughs> um, is because of that same theme of disempowerment. Because really, mm. that entire story is basically about disempowering Batman as much as humanly possible, and saying you yep. are a player that nobody cares about, and you are terrible at everything you do. Because even I'm when back. you do things right, people will hurt you. Uh yeah, for me, it's mostly just because of the twist in the story just really annoys me. And it's just based upon a, like, you know, like an event in the comics that mm-hmm. I thought was weird and bad in the first place. So, whatever. But anyway, hi, Anyways. Cameron. Hi. Yes. How, how is Arkham Knight? Are you playing it on PS4 or, or, or on the PC? Uh, neither. I'm playing on the Xbox, actually. Um, Xbox. Okay. Um, okay. Only because uh, my friend, and how much my is friend it and I share uh, it's actually not as bad as you might expect. Weirdly, it's better than the PC version in most senses. Um, yeah. Uh, the only reason I bought on the Xbox is because my friend bought the season pass and we share accounts, so I got all the DLC for free, basically. I just sure, paid $10 yeah. for the actual base game. Um, but I don't really want to talk about the game as a whole because um, I don't want to get too far into it. I like the game. I think people who like the Arkham games will like it if they can stomach the Batmobile combat. But besides that, I want to talk about specifically the open world because okay. I think it's probably one of the best executed open world systems or whatever since open world games became kind of the rock star formula right of of going from point to point doing missions in a little set area or somewhere in the open world and just basically following my points um you're saying it's one of because, the best or the best because, i mean i'm struggling to think of one I better will, besides will, maybe breath of the wild if you say the best i will point to Breath of the Wild and a Witcher, The Witcher Free. I don't even think it's way better than The Witcher, in my opinion. But I didn't get into my my opinion of The Witcher earlier when we talked about it, um, and I don't super love it. So oh, just, okay, you know, blasphemy! Yeah. I'm calling blasphemy. No, <laughs> just kidding. No, um, I it's definitely not as good as Breath of the Wild. I will say that it's definitely one of the best implemented open worlds, and here's why. So you're you're given this open world, right? And it's like go do this thing. And it's like, okay, cool, this is a regular open world concept, you know, I'm going to drive there or fly there or climb there. It's like, okay, cool. Um, and then you get a phone call and it's like, or, or, or Batman, seven, or, you know, the firemen are being held hostage, go take care of them and you get a waypoint. You're like, okay, cool, this is just a regular open world. And then um, you go to do the fireman thing and you go do a couple of missions and then all of a sudden your, 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 your um, mission log is very empty, and the only thing you have is your main, your main mission. And you're like, uh, okay, I, there's no side missions or anything, and it's like, okay, cool. So, I'll, I, you know, you go do a couple of missions, uh, of main story missions, and all of a sudden, you Cameron, hear... Cameron, can I predict what's going to happen, please? Because sure, this, this it. is this will tie into a point later. What's going to happen is you're going to go walk somewhere, and then what's going to happen is out of the blue, there's, you're just going to get a random side mission that has actual story and lore connected to it, or is it connected to one of the side villains that exists in the game, and you had no interaction in trying to get that mission. Am I correct in saying that? I Sort of. It's not a random phone call, and I think that makes it the biggest difference, is because it's okay. it's a random voice. And so, for example... If I'm doing a main mission, all of a sudden I hear, I hear, um, um, just literally not even a radio or a phone call. You hear from the street, you hear some thugs talking about the firemen that we we discussed earlier, and they might give a very vague idea of where the next fireman is being held hostage, and then you have to go search it yourself. But the best, the most fun part is, it's like if we're going to save, I don't know, Oracle from whatever, blah blah blah, and then all of a sudden you want to switch gears. To the fireman, Batman will go, Oracle can wait. I need to find this fireman before he's murdered. Uh, and then we'll go do that. And then we'll investigate that. And then if you need to switch back to a different mission, Batman will go, all right, that's enough of that. We need to go do this next thing. And so it's it's very small little touches, but it makes the game feel much more interconnected. 
and not just you're going from waypoint to waypoint. You won't have the next mission objective until you find it or it finds you. It's not just some magical waypoint that appears on the on, on your HUD. You don't have magic vision that points you in the correct direction where it says 75 meters to the next area. It It's all fluid. And that goes really well with the fact that the whole game takes place during one night. There's no cuts. There's no sequences where you're not controlling Batman. Well, I mean, there is, but they don't cut from that. Um, everything happens within the same time frame. So if you were to play that game from start to finish, Cameron, you would never have a cut, and it's wonderful. Cameron, just wait one second. So basically uh -huh. everything that made Arkham City good, but with vehicle chase scenes and a little bit better technology. Yeah, and I think that's awesome, because Batman Arkham City, now it's been a while since I've played that game, but to me, this the city was too small, and it kind of felt like you were cramped, and it, it wasn't much exploration, but Arkham Knight City is much bigger, and there's a lot more ways to to interact with things in general. Like, you can just do a side mission in the middle of your main mission. There's, you're never locked out of the city unless you're in a building or something like that. Um, yeah. And I don't know. It's just the fact that I love the fact that it takes place during one night. Um, there's never a cutscene. City where did. You're... City did too, by the way. And so did Origins, actually. And so did like, all of the games took place during one night, actually. Um, uh, you you might of... be right, honestly. It's been a while. Um, yeah. But the, the main thing I'm trying to get across is that it's it does all of those things correctly and better. Um, it polishes it all to a shine. It makes it feel interconnected and so fluid, and it just takes, basically it takes the, cumul the accumulation of both games, I'm not counting Origins because I haven't even played Origins, both of those games, and makes them all much more fun to traverse, the Batmobile is great, and it's just, it's, it, I don't know, it's like, you look at Grand Theft Auto V, and the open world pales in comparison when it comes to story missions to, to, to the Batman games, because it's just, go point A to point B, drive there, do the thing drive there do the thing drive there do the thing go bowling once in a while i guess who cares and um batman just does it so much better and i was i'm really appreciating that so. and you and you didn't feel like that was you didn't feel like there was an overemphasis on bat like batmobile sections or like there was like overuse of that or anything um it really depends on what you if you like the batmobile sections or not because for me, I like them. I think it's really fun to be able to use your Batmobile as puzzles. It's this indestructible car, well not completely, but mostly indestructible car that can go crazy places that cars shouldn't go. You need to use it for puzzles, you need to use it for fighting, and for me, personally, I really like it. Now, if you didn't like the Batmobile sections, you should not play this game because there's a lot of it. Um, it, it overstates its welcome if you don't like it. If you do like it, then it does not overstate its welcome personally. Um, so that's kind of like the bottom line of that game is that if you like the first two games, but you don't like the Batmobile, you won't like Arkham Knight. If you like the first two games and you do like the Batmobile, you'll love Arkham Knight. And it's sad that it's so polarizing that they decided to go that route um, and, and maybe alienate so many fans of the first two. But uh, I really enjoyed it, and I'm really, really enjoying that game. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, so actually, okay. So I, I definitely get that. By the way, the reason I was I was predicting that is because in City... That is literally what happens sometimes. You go to, basically, you're trying to get from one objective to the next. And sometimes, right. on the way, like, something happens. You hear, like, uh, a few bugs, or you, you get a phone call, or you hear over the radio, or you hear a phone call ring, or you even hear, like, a shot take place. And, like, that starts entire chains of side quests mm -hmm. that happen completely naturally. And happen at all times during the game. Yeah, and that is actually one of the best things about City. So I was just, I was basically trying to say, okay, that's probably the same because that is such a good feature that it's, it would make sense that that's the case. You know what I'm, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, no, and I, you're right. And I think the only thing Night does differently is that it just does it more that way, less waypoints, more polish on the the systems in City, and to the point where again, I think it's one of the best open world games. Uh, that I've seen in a long, long time. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. No, because I, I like remember the death, the death stroke and hush side quests as being some of the best mm -hmm. side quests I've ever done in a game because they are so like they not only do they make sense and are integrated so well into the yep. environment and atmosphere, they're also really good like lore and story wise because they're they involve like really good old Batman themes like. Regular Batman themes and the like, and it's like, 
it's it's a really good yeah game. there's there's no there's no question that rocksteady developed the batman games have all been except if you don't like the batmobile have all been incredibly high quality and really surprising of so high quality you know everyone thought that the batman arkham asylum and including myself i'm guilty of this thought it was just going to be a crappy movie tie-in and when i first played it i hated it because i wasn't giving it a chance and now that i have i realized that all three of those games are wonderful games and i'm and i'm i encourage anybody who can deal with the batmobile stuff or even like the batmobile stuff to play arkham knight even if you, even if you got a bad taste from it now i understand you guys didn't love the story beat and i get that i'm really enjoying the story beat i'm also not a big comic book fan i just i watch the movies and play the games that's about it so for me it works really well um i totally get that if you guys don't like it um but anyways i've been talking for a long time so let's move on zach yeah and yeah hi yeah hi i'm here you are so Zach, I'm the host, and I should be hosting, but I'm not because I'm lazy. Yes. Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> uh, I no, think it's uh, more because me and Cameron are like talking about uh, things. I don't know. I mean, anymore. you know, I, I I enjoy Batman. I enjoy video games. I enjoy AAA experiences. Uh-huh. But okay, so what if that you is not a- exactly <laughs> what I'm uh, into these days? But anyway, uh, as most people know. I review games over at the fine folks at um, uh, uh, honestgamers.com. Mm-hmm. That is. You forgot what it was called for a second. That <laughs> is H O N E S T Gamers, because we're honest about our opinions. Uh, Zach, yeah. was so, I right about you forgetting what it was called for a second? By the way. No, it's just. No, no. <laughs> no, um, no. Okay. Uh, but mm. yeah, so. Um, I had to review Occupus Beat, uh, which was the game that I mentioned last time that I couldn't talk about yet because it was under embargo. Uh, that is no longer the case. The game is now out. Uh, I gave that a two out of five because it is boring uh, okay. and not very good. <laughs> so you don't um, want to talk about that? Yeah, I mean, it's basically just JRPG that tries to be a Tales game but fails at it and just isn't oh, very fun. Oh, uh, we, we still... We, okay. Yeah, so I want to bring yeah, yeah. up... Radiant Historia, mm-hmm. because you last time you were talking about um, what 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 was that called? Uh, was that two? Uh, was that two Caligula? episodes ago? Yeah, no, uh, it was two. I don't know when it. I think it might have been two episodes ago, but yeah, no, that was when I reviewed the Caligula. Uh, yeah, Caligula and that th- uh, thing, and yeah. the combat system really like immediately reminded me of Radiant Historia. So I right. was like, I was like writing to you in the Discord. Remember, like, you should, yeah, you yeah. should check this out because this game is great. Yeah, I mean, I definitely do want to check it out. Um, I'm waiting to see if Atlas is going to be localizing the remake on the 3DS. Uh, There's here's... a remake? I didn't even yeah, know no. that. Uh, Atlas announced uh, Radiant Historia Perfect Chronology a um, <sighs> few weeks ago uh, for Japan for this year, and it's going to be a remake of the original for the, for the 3DS, but with, and I believe... how much are like, they going to remake it? Because I'm worried now. It is basically the same game exactly as it looked, except it, it except it's on the 3DS and they're adding two new scenarios. Oh, that's not bad. That's I don't mind that. Yeah. Um, that so is, that'll be out. Yeah, that is, by the way, one of the best JRPGs I've ever played, probably. Because that yeah, game yeah. is phenomenal. But I've yeah. heard nothing but great things about it. I definitely do want it. I definitely do want to I definitely do want to check it out. Um Here's hoping that we get. Here's hoping that we get the the three days remake. But if not, the original is still pretty cheap, so I can just yeah. Oh, I can, so I can just pick it up. Then that is true. Uh, but yeah, I finished up Occupus Beat. Whatever, two out of five. Um, and then last week came out my review for Dark Rose Valkyrie, which I gave a four out of five. Uh, because I really liked it. Um, that is a PS4 game developed by Compile Heart, the people who make the Neptunia games. Uh, but this is part of their making like serious rpgs for serious gamers um well i'm i'm sorry like the neptuna games are not that unserious they're joke games but they're still not yeah. that unserious yeah no like i actually love those games yeah I'm, those like, games are great i am like the biggest NepNet fan i have like all these special editions i mean heck i have a purple heart hug pillow thank you very much okay so <laughs> i am the biggest NepNet fan in the house uh but yeah, no. So this is basically uh, God Eater, the turn-based RPG. Uh, it is not made by God Eater staff or anything like that. But the story uh-huh. just rips off. Sad. But the story just rips off God Eater, though. Uh, to a T. It's it's actually kind of. Is it, is it any just, good? Is it a good ripoff or a bad ripoff? 
Uh, it is it is the exact same thing. Uh, so, oh, it's literally uh, the exact same thing. Yeah, like it is basically like a virus from space comes down to Earth and turns and turns things in and like you know turns things into monsters, and then the last remnants of humanity use oversized weapons to kill them. Uh, okay. Uh, but what but what makes this game interesting though is that um after about thirty hours of the game, which is setting up all the characters and actually making you really like these characters, but so so basically the the setup is that you are the captain of an anti chimera unit, which are the monsters, um, and you are in charge of nine women and two men who are who are part of this unit uh, with you, and it's revealed that one of them may have been like infected with the chimera virus. Um, and so then it basically becomes this game of you trying to figure out who, who has been infected because they are actively leaking, like, um, uh, your position, t- like, um, uh, very, to the enemy. They're like actually bas- traitor, doing traitor yeah. things. Okay. Yes. And so basically at that point, after you have, after you've spent so long really, really getting to know these characters and really, really like them. The game basically tells you, yeah, so find the traitor and then kill them. <laughs> okay. Uh, and so it, it, although, although you don't really kill them, you basically like, um, you basically just like, uh, get rid of them to the point of where like, to the point of like, you lose that character from your party for the rest of the game. Um, and you can and you make a mistake. This, You're saying that you can you make, can a, make mistake. a mistake. Yes, you actually can mess up and yeah, you actually point out the wrong person. Or okay. you can actually intentionally want to protect somebody if you know who it is, but you like them too much. You you actually can like point to you. You actually can can point to somebody else and actually have them kicked out. Oh my god, that's okay. Yeah. And, and have you actually very done either scenario? Uh, I have. I have. I have only pointed out the traitor myself, okay. even though the traitor was somebody that I really liked. But you know, I'm also just gonna like you know play it straight my my first time. It was so very, you did was not very good. you did not screw up and you did not uh, and you did not protect the person to for somebody. Um, else, well, I did not get the good ending, but that's okay. because this is this is a compile heart game, which are all garbage when it comes to the true ending. Um, to the point of where on this game you cannot get the true ending unless you fulfill a bunch of random criteria, as well as as well as also beat the game on very hard. Um. Yeah, that's, so there's that's that. a bit true of a few games I know, and that's yeah. always sad when um, they do that kind of thing. <laughs> uh, but really, the thing that I enjoy the most about this game is the combat, which is basically Grandia-style combat, um, hmm. to where basically you have... Uh, to where basically everybody in your party and then um, all the enemies are moving up a bar, and then basically once they hit the middle of the bar, they can then they can then choose what to do but in this game, though, what they have is that is that every action has a level tied to it, a level one through four, and depending on the level, the strength goes up with the level, but also the but also the time needed to um, uh, do the action. Also, Isn't that like basically uh, Final Fantasy VI combat? Uh, uh, it is. It is a. It's a twist on the ATB system, um, which okay. you saw in six and seven and eight and nine. But it's more similar to the Grandia series, though, to where basically. Oh, okay. Um, to yeah, to are basically like to to are basically also you can um uh you can interrupt and delay the turns um uh of the enemies to where basically if you hit them their portrait will their so portrait agility, will actually like um uh, stop moving. So agility is a lot more important than yes you, than most JRPGs. Yes, which is yes, good. You That's will a good want thing to be able to move quickly. Basically, the game boils down to being able to move faster. And being able to prevent turns from the enemy. Okay. And also the game rewards you for, and also the game rewards you for killing everything in one turn. So the game does encourage you to also, um, basically like overpower everything. Yeah. And so it's very interesting. I like it a lot. Um, it is a janky game though because you know it is a cheaply made game, but it's nice. Uh, they actually got the Tales of Artist and the guy who wrote the story for Tales of Fantasia um, on board with this one. So, like, the art and the story are actually, like, a league ahead of their uh, their usual games. That's, um, that's good to hear. Yeah, you know. so it is, it's a fun game. Uh, came out today, or, okay, actually, when this goes up. For whatever, what? But it, uh, it's only on the PS4, but 
like pretty much every other compile hurt game i assume i assume a pc version will be coming soon i hope so because i actually want to check out that game but yeah yeah PS4 is it's not gonna pretty happen. good yeah uh that's pretty good um and then over the weekend i beat atlee or sophie uh the alchemist of the mysterious book which is a gust rpg where you make items uh which is sort of my biggest love in games is basically um, uh, making making um, uh, new items in RPGs, item synthesis, as it were, uh, okay. is a big love of mine. Yeah, that um, makes sense. That's a usually a good mechanic, if it's done yeah, well, at least. Yeah, so, well, I mean, this is basically what the entire game is based around, to where I spent four hours Sunday morning uh, uh, min-maxing a bunch of, a bunch of my stuff um, uh, using using these systems in place to basically just stomp the boss in one turn. Uh, okay. <laughs> that is a boss that was a boss that was murdering me over and over again previously and then I went back to the to the drawing table and basically just uh used the power of alchemy in this game which is just sort of weird black magic uh and turned all my weapons and armor into items that gave me plus 80 to all stats each. So <laughs> Okay. So I just so, saw, so I sort of just stomped him in just one turn then so it feels it feels very good after you spend all that time working on basically just uh making the items needed to make your character a god okay and actually i wanted to ask you because this is a series i was to introduce to a, uh, a good amount back but not that that long mm -hmm. back uh do you know actually let me let me find the name for a sec um where is it Trying to find the name because I forgot it right now, and I'm uh, okay. Do you remember the? Uh, do you know the Legend of Heroes series? Legend of Heroes is my favorite RPG franchise ever. Understandably, this, yes. Legend of Heroes is, is incredible. The only game I own is actually um, Trails of in the Sky. I think it's called. Legend yeah, the first yep. one. Um, yep. And that is a great game. But, like, seriously, th th like, I don't know. Like, it's almost like, uh, it's a it's a really, really great game. But I don't know if I would want to play another one of those. I, I, it's, uh, it's funny <laughs> that way. <laughs> Whereas I have now spent, like, probably close to, like, 800 combined hours across all of the games now. Seriously? And still, okay. And I, just, and, I, and I just still want more. Yeah, no, like, I played through Trails in the Sky uh, FC first chapter mm -hmm. twice. I played through second chapter once. I'm now going through third chapter. Um, I beat Trails of Cold Steel 1 twice, and I'm now on my second playthrough of Trails of Cold Steel 2. And those, like, they, I mean, like, they do take a long time, but they are just, like... Because I'm sort of like a lore fiend in mm -hmm. games, and those games are nothing but lore. That's probably and, why I like Dark Souls, by the way. And I love it. Yeah, that 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 is also why I really enjoy the Dark Souls games. Is just because it is just lore heavy. Like not a lot of like there is a story, but there's also like a world and there's a history to it. And I'm just I, I do and love I'm just obsessed lore. with I'm, I'm obsessed I, with it. Yeah, I do love lore, but I actually don't like the handling of lore in. In both Dark Souls and actually Trails in the Sky in this scenario, because sure. I, I don't know, it just doesn't it just doesn't appeal to me in the same way. I I, I sure. can't yeah, really describe it. Um, so yeah, it's a great game, but I would not play any of the other ones. Sadly, yeah, I have that's a, fair. I have yeah. a lot to say about um, the way the Souls games handle their lore, but I won't get into that today. I just thought I'd mention that yeah, that's because yeah, because we are pretty much out of time yep, yep. <laughs> yeah because i need to get going uh and actually i'm pretty much done with that the only thing i need to say is that i'm currently playing through atelier fear is the sequel to sophie and having a good time it is the first um uh, open world game in the atelier series and it's really interesting and cool uh Ooh. Uh, both of those games are on steam right now if you want to check out either sophie uh, or fearis um mm. and they are great fun times uh they they actually did patch those because at launch they took up all of your processor um runtime oh they had a leak the point. uh they had a yeah bug yeah time. there was yeah there was some kind of there was there was there was some kind of bug that basically made the games uh use one use one 100 of your cpu uh, i think CPUs that has a name were... it's like called like um memory leak yeah it's memory leak bug uh, yeah so but that's been fixed and they run fine now um 
So get those on Steam if you want. And also, speaking of Gust, because that's the developer of those games, they also have their game Knights of Azure on Steam, which is also fantastic. Uh, anyway, uh, that's enough about me from RPGs. Uh, next time, uh, I want to have... Uh, I want to have... Um, uh, Suf on here again with us next time because we were planning on having a segment about gaming um, um, uh, in, in Israel, Israel. sort of yeah, which we didn't make that, at all, and how that and how that scene is over there because that's something that I feel a lot of people just never really even hear about. Yeah, I'd love to. So hear. that would be interesting. I'd love to hear that. That'd be cool. Yeah. So we will have you on at a future date, Suf. Uh, okay. To, to talk about that at length. It's been um, cool. But, it's been cool to be on with you guys, by the yeah. way. So yeah, yeah, we it's needed um, having you. we needed a we needed a bastion to talk about video games because we were getting some flack <laughs> about talking about video games on uh, yeah. podcasts. So we we really enjoy the show, and it's fun to have another passionate person about games on as well. So it's nice to, mm-hmm. nice to talk with you. It, it's really been fun, and I've, I'd love to come on at some point later. So yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that sounds great. But for now, we're going to end things here. But once again, thank you for coming, Suf. No problem. It was nice being here. Yeah, and once again, always thank you, Cameron, for just showing up. Yeah, you're welcome, man. And being here and being my friend of over two decades now, I think. Uh, we met in 2000, so yeah, pretty close. Almost, almost two decades. Yeah, we're yeah. old, dude. Long, his, long history there. So old. I'm almost 25. Dale, ni- dude. Dale 90 watt AC. Yeah, from your uh, stupid laptop. You, re- you realize I'm yeah. almost, I'm almost half. I'm almost a quarter century old. That seems... Almost, he says. Almost. Okay. Uh, yeah. You're almost 25. So you're like buddy. 24 or something, right? I'm almost 25, yeah. Okay. Rub it in, buddy. Well, I just went to a graduation where a bunch of 2000 people, a bunch of kids just graduated in 2017. It just Wait, so this is actually this is actually interesting. I want to see how much how much are you guys older than I am? Well, I'm 24, almost 25. Like within a week or two, I'll be 25. And and Zachary, how old are you actually? I'm 28. Okay, I am 16. Mm. See, I wouldn't have guessed that, actually. I wouldn't have guessed 16. I would have guessed, so, uh, so you... like, 18 or 19, personally. Yeah, that's that's how Tim, that's how old Tim is, actually. So. Yeah, that's what I thought. I think you're the youngest on our network, and Zach might be the oldest. Yeah, I'm there. Steven older than you, um, Zach. I'm the oldest on the network. Steven is, like, two years younger than me. Two years? No. That may, that would make him only a year older than me. I don't the thing is, one right. year... Isn't he one year? Mm. I have no idea. Stephen, yeah, <laughs> Stephen, Stephen's weird because like he seems very young, and Brian seems like the older one. But really, yeah. I, yeah. Uh, this is a tangent. No, I actually I get what Zach is yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I agree with Zach to, yeah. For more, for more talk about the ages of Stephen uh, and Brian, uh, check out the regular yes. podcast. Uh, this has been WASD this week, the gaming podcast of the regular Wales or Wales podcast, where we talk about games on the podcast that we can't talk about on the regular podcast. I have been your host, Zach, and with that, have two weeks. Ooh, two whole weeks.